give me a five on the black hand side. Are we allowed to say that anymore? Am I tired or am I depressed? Or a little bit of both? I'll never know. Am I chemically imbalanced or stressed? Do I need to take a nap or drive off a cliff? I'll never know. I'll never know. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Pearls and Cucumbers, the podcast. I'm your host, Asha Pearl. I did something a little different today. Um, that clip that you just heard was from Elise Myers. She is one of my favorite Instagram personalities. I guess she's an influencer. Um, very, very good singer. I... I'm obsessed with her videos. <laughs> so if you saw probably about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, there was a viral clip that had to do that was one of her stories she was telling. And it was basically about a blind date that she went or a Tinder date that she went on. And the guy ended up taking her to Taco Bell. And it was just I like I can't tell the story at all the way she tells it but I'm obsessed with it but now she has my co-workers and I saying to each other let's get Taco Bell because that's fine and it's just it's it's uh it's amazing so that clip I just played I'm obsessed <laughs> with the way she just comes up with lyrics for how she's feeling and in that moment she was singing to her son to her baby her baby boy who's so adorable I think his name is August so I just wanted to give credit, you know, obviously that's not my clip. This is something I found on Instagram, Elise Myers, follow her on Instagram. So, so funny. So the reason I played that clip at the beginning of this episode was this is going to be about community. I know, like what? How does her talking about being depressed and singing about it have anything to do with community? Well, I'll get into it right after the recap. So on last week's episode titled Catfish by Miss Big has to do with my experience and letting things go, friendships that I had in my head, <laughs> things that I held on to from my past that I'm trying to let go of from my past, just things like that. Um, if you didn't listen, take a listen. It's not, as I said last week, I was not in a great place. Uh, so we didn't have a wellness segment. There was no music playing, but it's cool. It's still a pretty good episode. It's a solid episode. I feel like I'm finding my footing as a podcaster <laughs> and you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm still going to put out episodes. So <laughs> this week, like I said, we're talking about community. We're talking about cultivating communities. How do you reach out to communities? I'll be the first person to say I have such trouble with networking at least in the traditional sense so reaching out to possible employers putting my work out there putting a portfolio together for people to see and going to events where I'm able to connect with people it's never just been a strong suit of mine I feel like I'm there's a difference between being a people pleaser and a people person I'm the people pleaser. 
So I want people to like me. I want people to appreciate me. I want to be liked. So I do things and I tend to adjust my characteristics, my personality based on who I'm around. And I definitely am trying not to do that as much. I'm trying to come into my own and be my own person. But it's difficult. It's a journey and every day is a little bit different. I've always viewed networking as changing yourself so that you could gain more connections. But it doesn't always have to be that way, right? Sometimes networking can just mean showing your most authentic self, showing your best work, your hardest work, and people appreciating that and wanting to lift you up, wanting to to help you out, wanting to put your work out there. They love what you do because you're so authentic and then they want to help you and grow your brand, grow whatever you're trying to put out there to help people, for people to see, whatever the case may be. And the way we network, it's different now. We definitely network digitally. There's a whole, you know, the metaverse, the the internet, the social media, all of these things. This is how we network now. I've had so many people reach out to me and people that look at my stories that are verified, that have a certain amount of followers that I never would have connected with. They live nowhere near me. There's no way that we would have connected if it weren't for the internet, if it weren't for the content that I put out, that I put on my Instagram and my Twitter. So that definitely is a hurdle that makes it a little easier to connect with people, to reach out to people. I've mentioned on the show probably a few times that one of my favorite podcasts is The Friend Zone. And they recently had an episode where they talked about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And they had a musician on the show. Her Instagram name is Call Me Latasha. She's an artist, a collector. Her uh, bio actually says Meta Magic and Oneness, Autonomous and Sovereign, Community Lead. She works for Zora. I don't know what all of the words I just said mean, <laughs> but what I do know is that she is an independent artist. She sells her music videos and her music through Zora, through her, through the company that she works for, and it's called an NFT. I am not entirely sure how it works, what they are, how people are able to get money from these things, right? But the girl that I started following, call me Latasha, she actually do does these Zoom meetings every week where she does this beginner's crash course on NFTs and how to get your art out there. And it's mainly NFTs for art. So while I was on the Zoom call, I was like, I went on a little late. So there was a lot of things I didn't really understand that she was saying. But if you look in the chat, there was all of these people that were just like, hey, I want to follow everyone that's in this meeting right now. Send me your ads, send me your Instagram, send me your, your Twitters and things like that. And it truly was just a community of people that wanted to share their art and get to know each other. And the thing about that is that, you know, I've heard about people, I've heard the term gatekeeping, right? And there's someone else I follow on Instagram that she recently did a post. She said, white people gate gatekeep wealth so why is it wrong for black people to gatekeep hairstyles so that we can get into a whole thing about that but it does feel like to a certain extent that 
minorities are not allowed to get to a certain level of wealth and a certain level of exposure because that community is sort of gated away from us in a way that we're not able to get to a certain level of our careers, no matter how talented we are. So being in this Zoom call and seeing this community of people that just decided, hey, I'm going to put myself out there. This is my artwork. This is my music. This is what I do. And this is how I learned what an NFT is. This is how I learned how to put myself out there. This is how I learned to invest in Coinbase, Bitcoin, things like that, Ether. It's it's so amazing to see people that are just so willing to give you information because they want to lift you up. And to a certain extent, I feel like most of us grew up not having that. It was all for, you know, you you work for yourself, you do it yourself, you get yourself to that certain point, you work hard with no help, and that's where you get your success. And all these success stories, success stories, excuse me, quote unquote, have to do with this person lived in the basement of a plant shop and no one helped them, no one believed in them. And then all of a sudden, one random person off the street saw their work and was like, hey, this can be a big thing. And now all of a sudden they blew up. No, that's very rarely that's how it works. You need a community of people. You need a community to help you get to the next level. It definitely doesn't hurt to have that community. And it was interesting to sort of see that in the Zoom call. And I didn't expect it. And I I get very nervous. And And I also think that that's something that's deep inside me that I keep to myself and I don't put myself out there because I feel like it's corny or people are going to be like who cares about you who cares about at pearls and cucumbers who cares about at pearls and cukes who cares about your podcast who cares about your blog and your writing or the irrefutable magazine who cares about all those things like I, 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 I put my work out there because I love it and I want people to see it but there's still this thing in my mind that says that no one's gonna care But there's always a community of people that do care. There's a community of people that love anime the way I do. And I love following them and looking at their, you know, fan art and looking at them, listen to them talk about their theories about what's going to happen in the next episode of Yashahime or what should have happened in Sailor Moon. There's a community of people that I found in high school that loved theater and loved Broadway as much as I do. And one of my best friends and I still to this day sing Cheetah Girls and Rent as we did this past Monday night. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> and I know that he will be my community. There is a community of people that love theater like that. There's a community of people that love Ben and Jerry's, that love haagen that love jewelry. There's There's so many communities that are out there that you're able to reach out to and it's it sucks that to a certain extent we still feel like we're alone we feel like there's no one there for us we feel like we could never be enough for someone else or these people can never be enough for me what are some of the things that we could do to combat that first and foremost therapy Already, that is someone else helping you. If you are able to afford it, 
through your insurance, if you're able to get it through apps like BetterHelp or the Calm app, if you're able to talk to someone that can connect with you in a certain way, already that's your community. There was always a part of me that felt like I would never have the community that I wanted. And I'm sure that if you're a light-skinned Black woman, these are things that you've heard before, whether you're half white, half black, mixed with anything. One of the things that I've heard a lot is not black enough for the black people, not white enough for the white people. I never truly felt like I had community growing up. A lot of my cousins are half white. I'm just a light-skinned black woman. There was no one really like me around me. And I remember feeling like, and to a certain extent, now I still feel that way, that I wished I was a dark-skinned woman. Besides the fact that, you know, black is beautiful and dark-skinned women just look amazing. I just wanted to be a part of that community. I felt like if I looked a certain way, that would be me. There, I had to do a lot, a lot of things to find myself beautiful, to allow myself to feel worthy to put myself out there and be a part of anyone else's community. Another big way to combat that feeling like you're not worthy of community, take the first step to reach out. Put things on Instagram, put things on Twitter that you wouldn't normally. The things that feel the most embarrassing, the things you feel like no one would relate to. Create a brand new Instagram. I have two Instagrams. Because I want my close friends to follow me on one where I can just be very silly and nothing is sort of pandering to my brand. And then my main Instagram page that I want people to see that I am striving to be a mental wellness practitioner, that I want everyone to have mental health available to them. So I'm still at the beginning stages of that where... I want to reach out more to people. I want people to reach out to me and I don't want to feel weird about it. Obviously, be safe. Don't put your personal information out there. This seems like it's, oh, of course, I wouldn't put my personal stuff out there. People do it all the time. I see it way too often. I can Google certain people's names and their whole government, their whole address, and the next, the, the past three addresses they've had all show up. That's scary. So don't put yourself out there in a way that you get yourself hurt or you put yourself in danger, but put yourself out there in an authentic way so you're able to find your community. I talk about anime because I want to talk to other people that like anime. I talk about musicals because I want to talk to other people that talk about musicals. I talk about mental health and mental wellness, not necessarily because I think this is the best career choice for me, but because it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that I know is important to me and is important to a lot of other people in my life and in all of our lives. And for the content creators out there, the best way to gain a community, to be a part of a community, put that content out there. That story that you're afraid to tell, tell it. That podcast you're afraid to begin, start it. And that artwork that you're afraid to finish, finish it, post it, Put it out there. 
Put all that stuff out in the universe. Claim it. Affirm it. Make it happen. You put it out there, it will happen. You got to do the work to get back what you put out there. This week, we are skipping the music again. Honestly, because I haven't been listening to like music music lately. It's just been a lot of like lo-fi hip-hop music that puts you in a good mood mixes on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I've just been like really meditating with that, but not really listening to music and like sitting with artists. So I didn't want to share anything that was like half-assed, you know, but I promised a wellness segment. Let's sit back and put the cucumbers on our eyes, y'all. It's time for the wellness segment. I should have said that at the beginning. I forgot. (laughs) So this week, really quick, it's another... Yeah, I guess it's like not necessarily just skincare, just like sort of a rejuvenating thing or scrub that I make that I actually found on Tastemade. I remember they shared it on their Instagram years ago and it's a grapefruit sugar scrub. Now I see all these sugar salt scrubs, you know, in Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, things like that. But I get really like skeevish with stuff like that because I'm like, I don't know what's in it. You say it's olive oil, but it could be like some kind of other olive oil. Who knows? So I just try to make my own because a lot of the stuff in my house, I'll get pantry items and use them once for one recipe and then they'll sit in there forever. And I don't really put sugar in a lot of my things. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use this sugar and make a sugar scrub. So the taste made recipe goes, I think it's two cups of sugar one cup of walnut oil, a couple drops of grapefruit essential oil, and then take the rind of a grapefruit and just zest, put a little grapefruit zest up in there and mix it all up. It shouldn't be too, 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 like, I don't want to say watery. It should be oily enough where all the salt's covered and then it's like a silky sort of smooth texture. I rub that on my face probably two or three times a week in the mornings before I wash my face uh, and get ready for the day. It literally brightens up my face. It makes it wakes me up. It's like a natural caffeine low key. Not that caffeine is not natural, but whatever. (laughs) It's like it naturally wakes me up. It gets me ready for the day and I feel bright. It really lightens the At least for me, I'm not saying that this is exactly what it should be doing for everyone. This isn't like a blanketed, like, this is what this scrub does. But I can see the dark circles disappearing from under my eyes. And it just wakes me up in the morning. And it really is nice to take that extra step and do a little extra stuff for yourself. Wake up, wash your face, do a little sugar scrub, make your coffee, get ready for the day. I would suggest doing it. There are a ton of homemade scrubs I I also made a coffee scrub a couple months ago but then it makes my (laughs) bathtub turn black so I don't like to keep using it so the grapefruit sugar scrub is probably my favorite one because it doesn't stain I can wash out the oil really easily I would also be careful if you're using an oil-based scrub definitely wash out your sink or wash out your tub or shower or whatever because if you use too much oil you're going to slip on that. I have done it 
and it doesn't feel good. But definitely try out the grapefruit sugar scrub. It really helps me out in the mornings. And yeah, let's let's close out the episode. And that's it. That's it. Another week, another episode. We did it, y'all. We talked about community. And you know what? To be honest, I don't think that I sort of brought it full circle with why I played that clip in the first place at the beginning of the episode. Basically, she's the community I want to be a part of. Elise Myers, hit me up because I want to be friends with you because you were so much fun to listen to. Your stories are amazing. You're a singer. And you know what? In my head, I'm low-key a singer too. I can carry a tune. Be a part of my community, girl. (laughs) Again, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. I love, love, love y'all. And keep your head up. We're going to gain this community together. (laughs) Bye.